Coming up, I'm going to tell you the number one most important question for Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris heading into Super Bowl 56. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Travis Rogers. I also host the Rams pregame show and postgame show and have since the Rams returned to Los Angeles six years ago. And it was a lot better when Sean McVay came along. The Jeff Fisher time, will, uh, we'll, we'll kind of slide that aside, talk about that some other day when we don't have nearly as many good things to get to. Thanks for checking us out on Twitter at Locked on Rams. You can follow me on Twitter at Travis Rogers as well. And of course, we have the Locked on Rams YouTube channel. And this week, we want to say thanks to Get Upside for sponsoring today's podcast. So let's get right to it, right? The Rams, we spend a lot of time talking about the offensive side of the ball and why not, right? You have Jalen, or I should say, you've got Matthew Stafford. You've got an unbelievable pair of wide receivers in Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. You've got a platoon of running backs in Cam Akers and Sony Michelle. And this is a team that's scoring 30 points a game. Sean McVay is an offensive-minded coach. But I do think that one of the biggest decisions that's going to be made leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, and quite honestly, I think that it will be made throughout the game on Sunday, is what do you do with Jalen Ramsey if you're Raheem Morris? Do you decide for him to travel with Jamar Chase, something that the Rams have not done a lot of during the regular season, a little bit more in the postseason, which we'll talk about in just one second, but do you decide that you want to, for lack of a better word, erase Jamar Chase from this game? Now, is he going to get a couple of catches? Of course he is. He's a really good player, and they're going to find a way to scheme him open occasionally. But if Jalen Ramsey decides that, you know, I'm going to travel with him or Raheem Morris decides, Jalen, wherever he goes, you go, well, that's going to severely limit the opportunities for him to be the difference maker that he has been for this team all year long. Jalen Ramsey is the best at that position as there is in the league. Now, he's a risk taker. He's going to take some shots along the way, and maybe you can catch him napping the way that Mike Evans did, maybe peeking in a little bit, and you hit it over the top for a touchdown. Tampa is a big mistake by Jalen Ramsey in that game. So maybe there's some opportunities for that. But Jalen Ramsey has said, you saw it during the press conference, that he is lobbying for this, that you guys know what I'm about. This is what I want. I want a chance to match up against the other team's best. So, yeah, I would like to do it. But if the, the game plan calls for something different, he's happy to do that as well. So here's the biggest difference, because they have not done this a lot during the regular season, whether it's a, a DKF, uh, DK Metcalf situation or any of the other top flight wide receivers that we've seen the Rams play against this season. They don't really do it. As good as Jalen is, he kind of plays one side. Sometimes they'll put him in the slot, but it's not that he's just following one other player all over the field. That's not how they've used him. The one time they did use him like that, was in the divisional round against Tampa Bay, where all of a sudden you had him trailing Mike Evans on 69% of his routes. That's a ton for him. There wasn't another game during the regular season, or during the playoffs, I should say, wild card against Arizona or the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers, where he traveled somebody with more than 35% of their play. So he was kind of just, I'm going to be over here. I'm going to do my thing. Maybe I'll move a little bit, but I'm not following Debo. I'm not following Brandon Ayuk. I'm not following any of the guys that the Arizona Cardinals have. And I think that's the answer right there. I think that's why you're not going to see him just stick with 
Jamar Chase. I think you're going to see him play a position. I think you're going to see him play a side. Now, maybe there will be certain circumstances because it's the the collective of wide receivers that are going to determine what you do, right? Think about this. What Cincinnati is bringing to this game offensively with the players that they have, it's not just Jamar Chase. It's T. Higgins. It's Tyler Board. Those are three very good wide receivers you're going to have to make sure that everybody is playing well that day. You're going to have to make sure that everyone else that you're going to lean on in these situations, whether it's a couple of other corners in Darius Williams or David Long, those guys are going to have to be up for the task. If you're going to try to match up in coverage with your safeties, it could be Rap, assuming that he's back. It could be Nick Scott, who's getting some confidence and going along. We saw the big hit that he put on Debo. We saw him intercept Tom Brady in the divisional round. He's really coming in to his own at this point. Or maybe it's the old KG vet that we've talked a lot about in Eric Weddle. I think those guys are honestly the question about whether or not you have Jalen Travel. Because if they're able to do what they do, then you don't need to do it. Maybe you can mix and match in certain situations. But this isn't a, hey, listen, we've got Mike Evans over there. Think about the Tampa game. The reason that he was able to travel with Tampa is when Antonio Brown was off doing whatever it is that he does, but buying $2 million suites for the Super Bowl, apparently, which, by the way, can I just throw this in there? What flex is that exactly? Where he put the receipt of his, the buying the, the, the owner's box for the Super Bowl, a couple of million bucks. Um, if you had real juice, don't you kind of get that stuff? I don't know if, if Jerry Rice or any of the other great wide receivers of their generations are having to go into their own pocket to attend the Super Bowl. I don't think that's quite the flex that you think it is, AB. I could be wrong, but that is a that's a very odd. We know you're rich. We know you've got a lot of money. Um, this was a very weird thing to do. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but he wasn't there. Chris Godwin was hurt. The rest of the Tampa receiving core was pretty thin outside of Mike Evans, right? So what did they do? Well, if I'm only got one guy, I'm going to put my best guy on their best guy. I'll let my other guys match up with their other guys. That's not what this is. Jamar Chase is their best guy for sure. But the drop-off from Chase to these other guys that I mentioned, right? You're talking T. Higgins, you're talking Tyler Boyd is not the drop-off from Mike Evans to the other guys that were playing in Tampa. It's not the drop-off that, that you look at, at San Francisco, right? You've got Debo, but you've got Brandon Ayuk. You've got some other players there that you need to be accountable for. The Rams had some trouble with Jawan Jennings in one of the games. So I think it's more of a matchup of what you have on the other side, and I don't think it's a matter of does Jalen want to do it? Is Jalen capable of doing it? I think those are pretty easy decisions. Of course he wants to do it, and of course he's capable of doing it. It's what else is out there. You may have an opportunity where you think that this is going to Boyd or Higgins and Chase is maybe not the guy, and then maybe you want Jalen on him in that situation. We'll see. This is much more about whether or not your other defensive backs, your safeties, your other corners are going to be up to it in those moments, much more so than whether or not Jalen Ramsey is going to travel with Jamar Chase 60% of the time, 70% of the time, or whatever it is. If there's one guy that could just tear you up the way that it is against Mike Evans and the Bucs, then fine, let's go focus on him. But the Rams haven't really done it other than that one time all season long. So I would expect them to be a little less judicious in trying just to match up in that one spot. But I would imagine that Raheem Morris and Jalen Ramsey are probably having that conversation over and over again because we know Jalen loves a challenge. We know that he's up for a challenge. And I guarantee you this too, I bet you Jamar Chase is saying the same thing in the offensive meetings for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, give me a chance at that guy. I'll take my chances. I don't know if Joe Burrow loves that, right? Joe Burrow's a pretty confident guy, but I don't know if he's looking and saying, where's Jalen? I want to throw it at number five. Seems like a bad plan. 
stay away from 99, stay away from five, stay away from 40 and see, and we'll take our chances with everybody else, right? I think that's probably the offensive game plan. We'll see how it all shakes out coming up here in just a couple of days. Okay. Coming up in just a little bit, a little injury update for where the Rams are. There is some very good news and there's a bit of bad news as well. That is straight ahead. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. You've heard us talk about Bet Online here on the Locked On Network for quite a while now because they got you covered this season with more preps, more odds, more lines than ever before as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the playoffs, right towards the big game coming up here in just a few days. But it's not just football, right? Up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, hockey, boxing, UFC, along with real lifetime updates of current games. Plus, BetOnline.net has the best spots for all of your sports scores, podcast news, everything that you need all season long, all the sports that you're interested in. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers coming up here in 2022. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're getting down to crunch time, right? Super Bowl 56 right here in Los Angeles coming up on Sunday, February 13th. And you got to be there, right? It's getting closer and closer. Yeah, maybe I'll go. Maybe no, you got to be there. You've made up the decision. You want to fill up the stadium with the Rams colors. You want to be there to support your team. And yeah, you can go through and scour resellers and all those things, overpriced tickets and more and more expensive, closer and closer to the day. But why wait? You can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime right now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. How good does that sound? On Location. And it's not just about game day either, right? Exclusive Super Bowl weekend events across L.A., pregame parties featuring A-list music talent and a whole bunch more that we cannot even have time to run down everything that's available to you right there. It's the official hospitality partner of the NFL, and they're offering you the most exclusive ticket packages available, period. Here's how you find out. Onlocationexp.com slash SB56. I'm going to give it to you one more time. Onlocationexp.com slash SB56. Or even easier, just search Super Bowl on location. That's Super Bowl on location to get yourself to L.A. the right way. You're going to come out here. You're going to have a great time. Why not, right? And it's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. And there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast, Locked On Bengals, and right here, Locked On Rams. All of us here in L.A. all week covering the big game coming up in just a handful of days. Okay, so... Let's talk about a little bit of injury update. Let's here's, here's the good news, and I'll give you a little bit of the bad news at the end. The good news is it is very likely that the Rams are going to have both Daryl Henderson and Sebastian Joseph Day available for the game on Sunday. That's very, very good news, in particular, I think, for Seabass, right? This is a guy that has been getting better and better since he's come to the Rams, a guy that was getting to that point where he was making a name for himself, right? Not just here in Los Angeles, but across the NFL, a very, very useful player, a very, very valuable player. And he had an injury that had him miss most of the season. And that led to the way of Greg Gaines really kind of stepping into that void and becoming a very useful player like we talked about on yesterday's Locked on Rams. That being said, and not that Gaines won't get plenty of snaps, he will. I think he'll get the, the bulk of them. But if you have somebody else that when you are cycling guys out, when guys do need to catch their breath, when there is a, a matchup maybe where you need to go to somebody that might be a little bit more athletic or whatever the, might, the, the situation might be, having a very good player in Sebastian Joseph Day gives them all sorts of flexibility going into that game. And this is, this is look, I don't care what it is, whether it's basketball or baseball, something the Dodgers have been amazing at over the last few years. Versatility. Do I have guys that can do more than one thing? 
thing? Do I have more than one thing? And then I can mix and match other places along. If I, if I don't have to worry about this because I have plenty of options, I other places, I think that's something that has been very, very good at. And I think Sebastian Joseph Day will give them the flexibility to do that. The other very likely be activated Rams in time for the Super Bowl is Daryl Henderson. Now, I don't want this to sound like I'm throwing cold water on Daryl Henderson. He plays very hard. He runs hard. He's a physical, tough guy who I think could very likely end up seeing some minutes, you know, getting some snaps and getting some plays in the biggest game of the year. I think that it's possible. I don't know how much they need it. That's the difference, right? This isn't a position where the depth all of a sudden. This is a position that for a moment, they had no and They only had Sony Michelle. Daryl Henderson was hurt. Cam Akers was hurt. And Sony Michelle was the whole ball of wax. He was the guy that came in in camp, tried to get up to speed as quickly as he can. Daryl Henderson goes down because Daryl Henderson, and he's unavailable. So now Sony Michelle has to do it over and over again. Then miraculously, really, literally, miraculously, after a torn uh, Achilles, Cam Akers back in the very same season available to go and has played very, very well, fumble bug aside. So you have two guys in Michelle and in Cam Akers who have been playing high-level football for a while now, right? This is not just that, hey, there was one game or two games. You know, with with Cam Akers, he's only been here a minute, but he's been their go-to guy. We saw how they did it in Tampa. He was really the only back they were using. I just don't know where Sean McVay finds the snaps or a bunch of them for Daryl Henderson. Now, it's one of those, what, what do you say to your kids when they walk out the door and they have their jacket or not? Hey, you going to bring that? Oh, I don't need it. Don't you do the, well, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So I guess Daryl Henderson is the windbreaker or jacket or, or, or hoodie for the Rams in this. Better to need him or better to have him and not need him than to need him and not have him. But I just don't necessarily think that that could be a huge component about what's coming up uh, in Super Bowl 56 in a few days. The Rams have that position pretty well covered at this point. Now, he's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. He's probably the best of the three at that. So maybe in some obvious passing situations, you can put him in there and do those sorts of things. But I just think of all the guys we're talking about coming back from injury, he's probably a little bit further down the list of things that you're over the top excited about simply because of the depth at the position that the Rams have right now. Now, the one that I think makes the biggest difference of all, and again, this is not a hard and fast conclusion, but it seems more and more likely the closer and closer we get to the game is Tyler Higby being unavailable to play in Super Bowl 56. He had the, the knee injury. He had it happen, you know, early in, in the postseason. And now all of a sudden you're down to Kendall Blanton and no one else. Johnny Munt is a guy that's been with this team for a while. He's kind of the depth at tight end. He's been out for most of the season. We've seen some other guys come in that weren't able to stick, that weren't able to, to, to make the team, that they weren't being haven't been able to get off the practice squad. So it's been Higby and Blanton all season long, only it's been mostly Higby. Well, now all of a sudden he's unavailable and it looks like he will continue to be unavailable right up until we get to the game. And it just doesn't, he has not practiced. Sean McVay hasn't officially ruled him out, but there have been virtually no indications that he's going to be ready to go. And even if he was after two weeks of not being able to practice, how effective might he be? And that's the best case scenario. You're down to one guy at a position that gets a lot of balls in the Rams offense, right? You know that Cooper Cup's going to get his. You know that Odell Beckham's going to get his. I mentioned it on Locked on Rams yesterday that Van Jefferson is a very important part of this offense. That I, 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 there's, I don't know if there's a prop bet on this, but there should be. Can Van Jefferson catch a first down pass 
on one of the Rams' first first or second possessions because he almost always does. He's that valuable. He's a guy that doesn't get accounted for early in games, opportunities for him. But the other guy, that, in particularly early in games, think about when if we go back to the Rams' season, they played 20 games at this point. Early in the game, Tyler Higby's catching balls. Tyler Higby scores touchdowns for the Rams. That he's not going to be there is a big deal. We talked about this right after um, the NFC Divisional game against Tampa in particular particular the game against the San Francisco 49ers and the Kendall Blanton stepped up huge and played very very well and was a part of the offensive attack that they were able to do but is that a one-off is that something that you can count on is that something that you feel like you can put money in the bank with a guy that going into that Tampa game had caught four passes all season long he's more than doubled his receptions in, in the last couple of weeks that's how small of a number it was and it's not like he's gone out there and caught 15 20 balls in the last couple of games it's been uh you know a, a good size handful along the way not having Tyler Higby there I think could be a big deal I don't know if it's the difference between them winning or losing the game I don't think that it would be I mean if it if it were Cooper Cup we're having a different conversation Matthew Stafford an entirely different conversation Aaron Donald Jalen Ramsey these are the guys that if they're unavailable you're thinking, okay, this may change things dramatically one way or the other. But on the very next tier down, I don't know if Tyler Higby isn't right near the top of that list. I don't know if he's not one of those guys that is very, very important and you notice him the more and more he's not there, right? He's a player that you notice more by his absence, perhaps, than by his presence, despite the fact that he does catch touchdowns. I think that Kendall Blanton has a lot on his shoulders. Now, the good news is, Two weeks to get ready. He did play all last week. He is the guy that has been in this position, you know, relatively recently. But the starters are starters for a reason. The backups are backups for a reason. And the more you have to play your secondary guys, that's life in the NFL. I understand that. But are you ready for the biggest stage in football? We're about to find out. It's Kendall Blanton in a position that the Rams use pretty effectively and pretty regularly, especially early in the game. So keep your eyes on Kendall Blanton early. If they're going to him, I think that's a very, very good sign because later in the game, we know where that ball is going. It's going to Cup. It's going to Beckham. It's going to the running backs. I don't know how much they will use him late, but certainly early in the game, there's a lot of opportunities for him right there. Okay. A couple of things happened in the NFC, in the NFC West in particular, in the last couple of days that I want to get into next that kind of clears the decks a little bit for the Rams after the Super Bowl on Sunday going into next season. That is coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, right? Built Bar, they're, they're trying to help you. you, you it, it's up to you. But if you were trying to eat better, if you're trying to make better decisions for your food, you got to put Built Bar into the rotation, right? All of the places that you keep stuff, guilty. I do it as well. You've got them in your desk, right? You've got them in your car. You've got them stashed around the house and the places that maybe, and I just get a little something here, have it be Built Bar instead of all the bad things that you use, right? Built Bar contains all the stuff that you're looking for. 130 calories, that's next to nothing. Four grams of sugar, next to nothing. Four, next, four net carbs, not bad at all. And 17 grams of protein, which means it's going to fill you up and you're not going to go make another bad choice. You've already made a good choice. You can feel good about it. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You will be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. That's what you're looking for. To feel better, to look better, all of that stuff. Compare it to a candy bar, you can't go wrong. Built.com. That's where you go. You use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And we're in LA. We drive a lot. 
right? Maybe you're not in LA. Maybe you are a Rams fan uh, expat somewhere. You're in Cleveland or you're in Austin, Texas or wherever you're listening to this, but Rams fans all over the place, you need to put this incredible app on your phone because you're driving. You're in your car. You're going here. You're going to the gas station and gas is expensive. But if my listeners are putting that Get Upside app on their phone, they are getting cash back on every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, but you can't do it if you don't have the app on your phone. Get Upside. It's in the App Store. It's on Google Play. Go do it right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. You don't have to pay full price at the pump anymore. It is way too expensive. Do what you can to get that number down. The cash back app, excuse me, the get upside app where you get that cash back right on your card, right in your bank account, PayPal, Amazon gift cards, however you want to do it, but you got to get the get upside app and use that promo code touchdown, right? Touchdown is your promo code for the free get upside app to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's touchdown on the get upside app. Okay. So a couple of things about the NFC uh, West in particular and how this may have gotten a little bit easier. Look, it everything changes every year, right? That The Rams are in, in a very unique position that they haven't had the bigger things like head coach, general manager, turnover very much in the last half decade or so. You've got Sean McVay, you've got Les Snead. They're very secure in where they are. And while the players turn over, that's just life in the NFL, the guys selecting the players, the guys making deals for players, the guys coaching the players, the main guys in charge have been very, very good. Here's what's going on throughout the West of the or the rest of the NFC West. Mike McDaniel, the former offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, he's gone. He's going to Miami to become their new head coach. Sean McVay actually talked about this at his press conference the other day, which was pretty surprising to me because instead of just saying he's a good coach and good luck to him in Miami, kind of the perfunctory things that you say about somebody who moves on to the next spot. He actually offered a little bit of insight into this and said, look, I, I'm not going to lie. The NFC West is probably um, a little bit different without him here anymore. Who has been the thorn in the side of the, of the Rams in the Sean McVay era in, in their own division? It's not Seattle. As good as Seattle has been, as good as Russell Wilson has been and the Legion of Boom and Pete Carroll and everything that you got going on up in Seattle, that's not the team that's given the – even when the Rams weren't very good, even in Jeff Fisher, Seattle was a team that the Rams played pretty effectively. So it's not that. Arizona – we'll get to them in a second. Arizona is the, the opposite of the thorn in your side. They're the team you're looking for to get right most of the time. Sean McVay's lost to them once – in his head coaching career, right? So we'll come back to Arizona in a second. But it's San Francisco. It's Kyle Shanahan. And in particular, it's been the trouble that the Rams' defense has had matching up with the San Francisco um, offense. Well, Mike McDaniel's in charge of that San Francisco offense, that run-heavy offense, the use of Debo, how they used him, quick strike capabilities with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they kind of neutralized as good as the Ram defensive line is. They kind of took a little bit of the starch out of him by just getting rid of the ball. So I don't care how good Aaron Donald is. Nobody, he's not getting back there in less than two seconds. Lawrence Taylor's not getting back there in less than two seconds. Reggie White, Aaron Donald is one of those guys. So if he's not getting back there, something's good about the scheme. That's Mike McDaniel. So all of a sudden, he's down the road in, in, in Miami. Eh, not bad news for the Rams along the way. So back to Arizona very quickly. What about what Kyler Murray did uh, the other day? Now, just so you know, old man rant coming, 
Okay. This is, this is old guy doesn't get how the kids are doing it nowadays kind of thing. I have three teenage children or early twenties children. Okay. I've got kids from 16 to 21. So I'm a little bit familiar with the mindset of that generation of people. And I'm throwing Kyler Murray into that general group age group, right? The, the millennial or post-millennial or whatever we're calling this right now. That nonsense he had about unfollowing the Arizona Cardinals on social media, that he no longer followed the, them on Twitter or Instagram or whatever platform it might be. Look, I use Twitter. I use Instagram. We communicate on this show about that. I, I understand it's, it's not nothing, but it's also the way that eighth graders try to insult each other. It's the try to way that eighth graders try to bully each other and let them know that I'm in my feelings without just saying something that the, the quarterback, the guy that I'm paying tens of millions of dollars a year to, to be the face of my franchise, both on the field and off of it is doing social media shenanigans to try to get his team to pay attention to what they're doing. And I get it. Arizona, Arizona is somewhere in the middle of well-run teams. They're not the best. They're not the Steelers. They're not, uh, the, you know, something like that. They're not the, the New England Patriots. They're not the Rams, but they're also not the Jacksonville Jags. There's, there's somewhere in the middle there. How about this? I don't know. Go into your owner's office. Go into your general manager's office. Go into your head coach's office and voice whatever it is that's bothering you. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't think that this guy's a good fit for this team. I think we need to get better at this position. I think we need a new scheme defensively, offensively, special teams, whatever your objection is, go in there and talk. That's that's fine. I don't think anybody is 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 upset if you walk into your boss's office and say, listen, I don't like how this thing is going. Can we please change it? And especially if you're the most important person in the organization, like Kyler Murray is. I'm going to unfollow you on Instagram? What in the world? I, I get it. The Rams have had guys that have said things on social media and some of them are gone. Looking at you, Todd Gurley. The Rams have had guys that have been active in social media before they got here and have said things and posted things that are, you know, maybe not perfect. Odell Beckham Jr. But not when they're here. It's very clear that the Rams have adults that are in charge of these things. That when there is a problem, it gets talked out. If you don't like what's going on, Deshaun Jackson, let's talk about it. Can't work it out. Okay, good luck. We'll send you somewhere else. It's fine. Everybody's adults in this thing. It's the NFL. are grown adults with these things. All of a sudden, Arizona's got social media beef between their quarterback and their, their coaching staff or front office or whoever the heck it is that he's upset about. I don't get it. And it's not good news if you're a Cardinal fan. It's really good news if you're a Seahawk fan, if you're a San Francisco 49er fan, if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan, because it means that they, they can't even get on the same page. I'm not going to like, oh, he was mean to me at recess, so I'm not going to follow you on social. What? Huh? Oh, uh, he didn't invite me to the party on Saturday night, so I'm not going to follow him on Twitter anymore. Get out of here with that stuff. Talk it out. Go figure it out. Find a way to make those things in, me, as meaningless as they're supposed to be. NFC West for the Rams, you know, at least, you know, we'll see. Rams are going to have the same quarterback. They're going to have the same head coach. Aaron Donald's going to be back. And the crux of that team, the meat of that team, they got, they got things they got to address. And once we get past the Super Bowl, we'll talk about who takes over for Andrew Whitworth. We'll talk about whether you need to get better at linebacker. We'll talk about if you need to get better on that opposite corner with Jalen Ramsey. There are things they need to address, but they're not going to do it by tweeting at each other. You think Matthew Stafford's going to unfollow the Rams if something doesn't go his way? It's just so unbelievably silly 
I'm just glad it's happening to somebody else in the division and not with the Rams themselves. All right. Thanks again. My name is Travis Rogers for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, our Locked on Rams YouTube channel as well. For your second listen, you know how to do it. It is Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. We are getting closer to the Super Bowl. We are just a handful of days away from Super Bowl 56. Until then, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.